This is Channel 253. In this episode of Nerd Farmer. The big problems facing us are, why are there so many people who are homeless and in despair and in serious straits in Tacoma? And how can we alleviate that? So it's, you know, it's not about sending them back to wherever we think they came from. They came from us. They are us. They are our neighbors. And I don't think that Brett Johnson sees that. He sees a homeless camp as something to be cleaned up or something to be put in an area where it's more contained. That's not the solution I'm looking for. Did you know Channel 253 is member-supported? I'm producer Doug Mackey, and I hope you will show your support by going to channel253.com slash membership and join. Thank you. This is the Nerd Farmer Podcast, a national conversation through a local lens. Welcome to the Nerd Farmer Podcast. My name is Nate, and I'm your host and American teacher abroad. Today's conversation is honestly a return to my roots. The proto version of the show basically started in my living room and moved to King's Books. Back when Washington State moved to vote by mail, I started hosting Bring Your Ballot Parties. And the idea of bringing a ballot party was you bring your ballot, you bring your background information, and we have a conversation about who we're voting for. And like I had some friends that were really involved in like city government, had a lot of information that would share. I knew more about education information. And so we had those conversations. And it wasn't like you must vote this way. I'm the font of knowledge. But it was a community conversation. And so today we're capturing some of that spirit again. And we have with us in studio today, the one, the only, my favorite, favorite pundit on local issues, host of Crossing the Vision, Evelyn Lopez. How are you? I am fine. Thank you for having me. Is there a chance we might get a Joe appearance? He's going to run in and, and have some hot takes too? Yeah, Joe might pop in, but probably not. He's uh, off having a walk and I am sitting with the dogs right now, which is too bad because he has some really extreme views on this election, but I'm happy to share those too. Okay, good, 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 good. So the purpose of this conversation is this is a basically an audio voter's guide for uh, my late voting friends. For the record, we're recording this on, uh, let's see, Monday the 25th, and I voted about an hour ago. Thanks to Julie Anderson, by the way, the county auditor for making voting from home easy and voting overseas easy as well. So, Evelyn, I just want to work through the ballot kind of from top to bottom, uh, starting with the state issues. Yes. So this is an odd number of years. So we're having municipal elections. There's no like gubernatorial race or uh, state legislative races. So we start off with the state level with these advisory votes. Uh, Can you explain to folks like what these advisory votes are and why they exist? Well, I can't remember how many years ago, but there was an initiative, I think, that required advisory votes anytime there was going to be legislation that increased taxes, which is sort of like all the time, right? Because we expect our legislature to do things. That's what they're there for. And doing things costs money. And when it costs money, then because of this stupid initiative, it's sent out to every voter in the state to say, hey, we did something. What do you think about it? Now, you can't change it. This isn't anything anything that's going to change anything, but we just like your thumbs up or thumbs down because for no reason whatsoever, we thought that initiative was going to do something, but it doesn't. So it costs a lot of money. It makes people angry and it has no impact. 
Yeah, and you mentioned it's a stupid initiative, which means it's an I'm an initiative. Right? It almost goes without saying. I mean, there have been a few initiatives that I thought were stupid. But generally, the stupidest ones came from Tim Iman. <laughs> so, yeah, folks, if you're looking at this, basically anytime, like Evelyn said, there's a tax increase or if a tax loophole is closed, there's an advisory vote. And these votes are non-binding and they're, like Evelyn said, made to create outrage. Uh, so advisor vote 36, advisor vote number 37, and number 38 basically are all informational votes, are informational. Uh, you basically get to vote either to repeal the uh, tax increase or to maintain it, but it's an advisory thing. So my policy is good government takes money. And each one of these increases is to provide service to the people. And each one of these increases uh, is impacting people who are paying a lower percentage of their income in taxes. So like vote number 37 is about capital gains tax. And so my suggestion is on 36, 37, 38, maintain, maintain, maintain. I, this is the way I vote on them. I sort of figure at some point, um, and right now, I mean, the legislature, so let me back up and explain a little bit about initiative. So an initiative is a law. It's equal yep. to the legislature passing a law, but it kind of comes with a moral superiority. So for the first couple of years after an initiative is passed, it takes a supermajority to get rid of it. But after those years pass, it's just like every other law in the books. And this one now is something the legislature could say, we're tired of this. We're not going to do it anymore. And I think the quickest path to that is to maintain all of them. Just say, I trust you. I elected you to go to Olympia and do a job, you are in fact doing it, thank you. If I don't like the job you're doing, I will vote against you next time. In the meantime, keep it up, good job. Yes, I do think it's a good idea to have taxes to help fund our behavioral health crisis response. I do think it's a good idea to try to regulate our taxing so that the extraordinarily wealthy who experience a capital gains only when they like sell stock and others should pay their fair share. So I'm fine with these. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned that, by the way. So 36 is funding for a suicide prevention tax. 37 is the capital gains tax that was created. And 38 is, look at my papers. Uh, 38 is a tax on captive insurers. Yeah, this is totally a tax loophole thing for sure. And so, yeah, just maintain, maintain, maintain. All right. Moving on to Pierce County. We have a charter amendment. So, Evelyn, help me with this one. I'm a bit confused. It says proposed charter amendment number 51. The Pierce County Council passed ordinance number blah, 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 proposing to amend section blah, blah, blah of the county charter. If approved, this amendment would make the office of the prosecuting attorney a nonpartisan office elected by the voters in Pierce County. Isn't prosecutor already nonpartisan and elected no. by the voters? No, it's not. It's uh, partisan. Uh, and so you'll have in the last election, Mark Lindquist ran as a Democrat and Mary Robnett ran as an independent. Um, so is this a good thing? I think it is a good thing. I will tell you, um, I have mixed feelings about nonpartisan races in uh, local government because I, mm -hmm. because I think it's, because I think it's, am I allowed to swear on this show? <laughs> you can do whatever you want. Okay. You're grown. Because I think it's bullshit. Okay. I mean, we know what people's politics are generally, and I think we should know. I mean, I want to know if someone is a strong Trump supporter versus a strong Bernie supporter. That is meaningful information to me. So I don't actually like nonpartisan governing positions like city council and, you know, races currently are. But I will say 
the trend has been to take more of these positions out of partisan labeling. Now, the people who are running for them still have partisan beliefs in all likelihood, um, but we won't know them. But I actually think for the prosecutor, it's probably a good thing. For the prosecutor, you know, that's not a governing position. That's a that's a do a job position. And for that kind of position, it's far more important to me that I know what the person's experience is and, you know, and and what they're going to do in the job rather than how they voted. All right. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I've also been talking to students recently about how for low information voters, party identification is something that's very useful. So, like, if you don't know anything else about a person, you know that in 2021 they're saying they're a Democrat or Republican. Right. So how did you vote on this? Well, I haven't actually done my ballot uh, yet myself, but I'm going to vote to approve it. All right. Awesome. Uh, so the next up, we have the Port of Tacoma. And something I think we all learned at Channel 253 and learned in the Civics Happy Hour experiences is that the Port of Tacoma is elected countywide, not just city. So it may be called Port of Tacoma, but it's a countywide election. We have position number one and position number two and number four open. Let's take these one at a time. Is this where Joe has hot takes? No. Where is Joe's hot takes then? The mayor. Ah, okay. So what are your thoughts on position one? It's John McCarthy versus Laura Gilbert. Okay. So let me say, um, I personally like John McCarthy. He was a Superior Court judge for many years. He's a pretty good guy. But my position on the port is a little bit more extreme. The port has not been changing at all. It seems like almost no matter what happens in terms of proposed uh, rules down on the tide flats and ports, or anything, they are impervious to change. They are also at the highest risk for impacts of climate change. I mean, literally, if the sea level rises like one inch, the port is underwater. So I'm done. I'm done. I will vote every time for the person who's running against the incumbent at the port, unless that person is just a verifiable kook. Okay. And that's kind of hard to suss out sometimes. So in position number one, John McCarthy versus Laura Gilbert, I looked through the voters pamphlet and the voters pamphlet only has two paragraphs on Laura Gilbert. She didn't submit a whole lot of information. But what I do know is that she studied um, metallurgical engineering for two years uh, in South Dakota. And then she studied earth and space science at the UW. And she currently works in the utilities industry and mail services. Um, and she says her philosophy is centered on science, engineering, and environmentalism. And that is enough for me to vote for her. Yeah. For me, if I don't have a firm take from the voter's guide, my backup is to look at the progressive voter guide. Oh, By the way, shout the fuse for this. Um, and in it, it says Gilbert will also prioritize tribal sovereignty and strong community relations. And okay. so to be clear, uh, McCarthy is the incumbent. Yes. Okay. Yes, he is. And so we, ha- so we have a progressive challenger to an established incumbent. incumbent. And so you are voting and I voted for uh, Gilbert. Yeah, I am voting and I will always vote for change in the port. Uh, by the way, I want the record to reflect that when you were talking about the port and talking about change of the port, Doug gave one of his strongest nods I've ever seen. So agreement there. All right. Position number two, port commissioner. We have Elizabeth Pugh versus Dick Marzano. Yes. What's your take? Well, and again, I'll tell you, I've met Dick Marzano. He's very charming. He's a lovely man. And I will be voting for Elizabeth Pugh. 
as did I. So is, is Marzano not. the incumbent? He is the incumbent, and he's been in, engaged with the port for, for many years. I think his background is um, in the um, in the longshoreman industry. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's got a good, strong labor background, but again, he's the incumbent. They haven't done any change that I've seen in the last couple of years. He's been on for four years, as has McCarthy. So I vote for Elizabeth Pugh. She has a background um, that does have a lot of local community service. And um, she's been engaged in political activity. And that is what I'm looking for. Something fresh, something new. Honestly, I think your rule of thumb about voting against port incumbents is a a good thing to stick with. So let's move on to the next one. Position number four is Mary Bacon versus uh, Don M. Meyer. Yeah. And the same sort of, uh, I don't know Don Meyer. He's been on the port for many, many years. Um, And um, I'm sure he's a, a very engaged individual and cares about the port. I don't care. I'm voting against the incumbent and I'm voting for Mary Bacon. Mary has a background in environmental science and um, she does seem to be in line with my hope that we can get some different points of view on the port commission and maybe get some movement towards cleaner environmental strategies at the port. Um, I hear you. How, How many seats are on the port commission, by the way? I think there's five. So in addition okay. to these two, uh, Kristen Eng, who, who has been on for uh, two years, and Deanna Keller, who has also been on for two years. So I think they have five total. All right. And if I remember correctly, Keller is the one who uh, had the whole, oh, she was taking contracts with ICE and then yeah. was denying taking contracts with ICE. Yeah, I mean, it, she, she at that time, I actually think the ownership may have changed, but at that time owned uh, Keltec Plastics, and they had had a uh, contract with ICE for, I think, some plastic boxes that went on cameras or something like that. Okay. All right. Uh, and then we're going to save the city council and the mayor's race for segment number two. So then the last one I want to look at for right now are the civil service position. Uh, I had to look this up. And I, so I'm wondering, do you, could you tell the audience what you understand about civil service position and what that actually means? Yeah. I mean, I, I have to admit, I really don't have very much information. I felt that it must have something to do with um, having a board to either hear disputes with mm-hmm. um, city employees. Uh, and maybe I thought maybe they also had some role in salary setting, you know, kind of the personnel side of public uh, employment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they so I had to look it up, I'll be honest. And they settled disputes and resolutions about suspensions and about rules regarding uh, city employees between the city and like their employee union. There's five commissioners, three are elected. One is elected by city employees and one is elected by or sorry, appointed by the city. And so positions number one and two are up. Position number one is Eric Hansen versus Femi Adeleke. Uh the Progressive Voters Guide kind of doesn't give a take, but based on the biography, uh, I liked what Femi had to say. Uh, how are you going to vote on this? Um, you know, I, I hadn't made up my mind yet. Eric Hansen has been there for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. But again, you know, there's I know so little about what they do that it's hard for me to make that. It was easy for the court to say, I want to see change, so I'm going to vote against incumbents. I don't sure. know enough about civil service 
board to have that feeling. So I still have to make my, my mind on that one. All right. Uh, and then position number two, you have Dan Sexton running yeah. unopposed. Yeah. And so whenever's unopposed, I write in Eric Hanberg. So ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to me, write in Eric Hanberg. That sounds reasonable. All right. One more before the break then. We have the Metro Park District of Tacoma, commissioner position number three, Rosie Ayala versus Carolyn Edmonds. Yes. Do you have a take or thoughts on this? Uh, I do. So this one is uh, a little bit different. So uh, Carolyn Edmonds has been around for quite some time. She ran for uh, county council last time against Pam Roach. Um, mm -hmm. And I think she has been a legislator, legislator sometime in the past uh, when she lived in federal way. Um, I would vote for Rosie Ayala. And the reason for that is, one, I mean, I always like to see a little bit more um, ethnic and racial diversity in all of our elected positions. Uh, two, um, and this is like a terrible thing for me to say in some ways, but um, she's younger too. I mean, I just feel, and I think maybe the last presidential election really firmed it up for me. So I'm yeah. almost, I turned 60 in six months. So I am actually older than I inside feel like I am. But it is time for people who are 60 and 70 and 80 and whatever all of their time should be spent mentoring and bringing in the next generation and encouraging people. And they're not, right? I mean, there's something about us boomers where we just hold on because we think we're still the biggest thing ever. And so when I have the opportunity to look for moving a younger person into a public position, uh, I will take that also. Yeah, we replaced the oldest president in American history with an oldest president in American history. Who, and who even could have thought? Who even right, could have thought right. that was possible, right? Right. And when she's talking about boomers, she's talking to you, Steve Conway and Steve Kirby. Time to hang it up on the 29th. It's time to embrace your role as an emeritus, as a senior uh, person, and, and bring along the next generation. Past time, frankly, but it's time. Agreed. All right. So we'll take a break here. And when we come back, we're going to hit the city council, the Tacoma School Board, and the mayoral race. We will be back. This episode of the Nerd Farmer Podcast is brought to you by Libro FM. Libro FM is a seller of audiobooks and is my choice. Uh, my books are our choice. What I love about Libro is, is if you buy a book from Libro, uh, you can share a portion of the proceeds with, with your local bookstore. And so, for example, when I buy a book, it benefits King's Books in Tacoma. Um, I want to share a few of the topics and a few of the titles I listened to recently, and maybe you might want to check them out. Uh, the first one is a book called Sky Hunter by Marie Lu. Marie Lu is a young adult sci-fi writer. I first fell in love with her writing when she wrote the Young Elites trilogy. Uh, the bumper sticker on the Young Elites is, is imagine the X-Men being created during the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah, sounds dope. Uh, the next one I want to recommend is called 400 Souls. It's a collection of essays that is edited by Ibram X. Kendi. Uh, essentially, each one of these essays in the book is telling the story of Black America one year at a time. And so it starts with 1619 and then walks through the history of Black America uh, and some of the some of the, the, the things that black Americans have, Americans have had to overcome. It's frankly a sobering book and a dark book. Uh, there are a couple times where like, I was like, I'm, I can't mess with this right now. I had to walk, had to walk away from it. But like, that's also the history of black America. 
Uh, the last book I want to recommend today is called Chlorine Sky. It's written by a writer named Mahogany L. Brown. And essentially, it is a book written in verse that tells the story of a young woman who basically is in love with hip-hop and basketball. If you've ever read the book uh, by Sandra Cisneros, uh, The House on Mango Street, imagine The House on Mango Street updated for today and censored on hip-hop culture. So if any of those sound great to you, go to LibroFM.com. If you sign up for an account and use promo code Tacoma, you will get one free book, your first book free, and then your ongoing membership will be $14.99 a month. Again, Libro FM using promo code Tacoma. All right, back to the show. And we are back. I want to thank you for downloading this conversation today. The Nerd Farmer Podcast is part of the Channel 253 Podcast Network. My show, Evelyn's show, the ladies at IWL, the sisters over at What Say You are having conversations about topics, points of views, perspectives, elevating voices from the city of Tacoma and beyond. This work is worth supporting, and we're going to ask you to support this work. Uh, you can join Channel 253 as a member. A membership costs $4 a month or $40 a year. And if you join, you get member-only benefits, including access to Doug's podcast. Doug hosts a show called Off the Record, which is conversations that are too hot for the normal shows. <laughs> and then also you get access to our member-only Slack. And the member-only Slack is the center of conversation about the city and about politics right now. Uh, it is always jumping, always jumping, always jumping, and is jumping today in particular. So channel253.com slash membership, $4 a month or $40 a year. And we appreciate your support. All right, Evelyn, let's get back to it. Okay. Um, I want to save the mayor's race for the end because I feel it's the spiciest thing. Mm -hmm. uh, let's talk about Tacoma School Board for a bit. Okay, sounds so good. So we have, we have three, am I lying here? No, sorry, four seats up for election on the school board. In the first race, we have incumbent Enrique Leon versus Sarah Hendricks. Uh, what thoughts do you have about this? Well, I like Enrique Leon. I think he's a very thoughtful decision maker he of course you know has a medical and public health background as well mm -hmm. as being on the school board so I don't know why you would ever take a chance on losing that kind of expertise on your school board but you certainly wouldn't want to lose it to Sarah Hendricks okay oh, oh talk your stuff talk so your stuff let's go Sarah Hendricks is the one who had uh, signs up around Tacoma early on saying she was for education not indoctrination. Mm -hmm. And whereas I tried joking a few times that I thought that was a very bold stand against the Pledge of Allegiance, um, <laughs> it's, it's not, okay? I mean, uh, this whole load of nonsense about uh, fears of critical race theory and mm -hmm. fears of turning our children into activists rather than well-behaved citizens, it's just some weird, bizarro, white fright thing. And yeah. I can see no reason why I would vote for anyone to go onto the school board who was there to simply destroy and cause trouble. But I certainly can't see it against someone who is a very well-respected, very thoughtful, very valued member of the school board. Same, same, same. Yeah, a vote for Hendricks is a vote for the CRT moral panic. It's a vote for abstinence-only sex education, which leads to higher pregnancy rates. And it's a vote for basically the deletion of actual meaningful instruction in schools as far as history goes. Like, it's a vote for the white moral panic. She can kick all the rocks. All right, next up, position number three, 
a two-year unexpired term. This is Corey Strozier. He stepped up and replaced Catherine Ushka when she moved to the uh, city council. He's running unopposed. Uh, Corey Strozier, just going to speak really fast on his behalf. He is that dude. He's a young black male. Uh, he is a Lincoln graduate. He is involved in schools. He has kids in schools. He has come and spoken at Lincoln High School's MLK Assembly. Uh, you were talking, Evelyn, about that generational change between politics and younger voices. Like, he is a younger voice. And, like, this is the one time I'll say to, like, not write in Eric Hanberg, like, support Corey Strozier. I can agree with that. All right. Uh, next up, we have position number four, Chelsea McElroy, running unopposed. Do you have any thoughts about Chelsea? I, I don't know anything about Chelsea, so you probably have more information on that. I honestly don't either. So oh. we're just going to move on. We're going to move on. Okay. Uh, this last one I have a take on, though. Okay. Position number five. And this is Bond Bright versus Hannah Waltz. Um, please, I was go just going to say, uh, did, the, did the News Tribune uh, endorse Bond Bright? I, I kind of felt like the News Tribune was saying in a number of races, we would really like to see some change. So we're endorsing the incumbent anyway. Yeah, that that happened. And I that's very strange to me. Uh, Bill Hanawalt is like waist deep in schooling in Tacoma. Uh, he used to operate the education facilities at Peace Lutheran Church, which has service kids on Hilltop forever and ever and ever. Uh, his wife is an instructional coach at Lincoln High School and was a former teacher of English at Lincoln High School and at Clover Park High School. Uh, he currently works for Degrees of Change, which operates the Access Scholarship, which funds scholarships for kids to go to religious schools across Washington State they couldn't otherwise afford. Uh, he listens to teachers during the summertime. Uh, one of the meetings I had with somebody like in town was him. We sat down and talked about his race. He was a guest on my podcast. And uh, frankly, so Bond Bright's fine. Like she's a fine public servant, but like uh, Hannah Walt would be an upgrade in that spot for sure to me. So this is a situation again, where if you have an opportunity to get someone of this caliber onto your school board, yeah. you don't want to waste it. No, for sure. For sure. All right. Now things get spicy and we get to talk about the city council races. So Evelyn, you live in district one, correct? Correct. And there's not a race in one this year. Also correct? Also correct. So you get more Robert Toms? No. Oh, wait. So, so who is it in one? It's John Hines. Oh, it is John. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I'm, I'm bad North, North, North End, apparently. All right. Yeah. So, so you get more John Hines. I all get right. more John, which is okay. I, you know, I wasn't all that enthusiastic about John Hines, but he's actually doing a pretty good job. And I really appreciate that he sends out a, a newsletter regularly by, by email. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I he's will trying say to do the, he's trying to do the job of letting people, he's like, uh, he's like old fashioned city council, you know, Call me yeah. if you've got a problem with the sewer maintenance and I'll help you out. <laughs> I will say that John has shown leadership on the issue of homelessness and has taken help from constituents. I will say that John has not been especially uh, strident or forthright about, well, forthright is the wrong word. He's not been strident as I would like him to be about police accountability and the city manager. Uh, one of the conversations I had with him about this was that like we need trust and like the problem is not trust. The problem is police conduct. And so I'll leave it at that. All right. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I will say none of the current members of the city council are speaking up and engaging with the public in the way that I expect them to. Mm -hmm. So much so that my conclusion is that they have been specifically instructed not to do that. Yeah. All right. So then we move to council position number two, 
And so, uh, Doug, you live geographically in two, correct? I do. This is the rare Doug appearance on the show. I'm into this. So, Doug, you produced the crossing. Nope. You produced the Sister Tacoma episodes with both candidates. I'm wondering what your thoughts are on this race. I did. Um, yeah, Sarah Rumba and Carrie Blucher were both in the studio. Uh, Sarah is very engaged, very loquacious, knows what she's doing. Not a bad vote there, I don't think. Kelly Blucher um, has lived experience with homelessness and just comes from a economic strata of society that I don't think is represented much in the council. So I think I think either way is a good way to go. But Kelly's approach with um, to homelessness, which is a big issue, even though she's a bit of a one note candidate, um, mm-hmm. I'm going to give her the vote. Um, but Sarah, a vote for Sarah is is uh, Sarah. If you're out there, I hear you. Yeah, I, I, I'll say this. I listened to both of their interviews on Citizen Tacoma and policing is an important issue to me. And the empathy and the tone that Sarah took when talking about the black community and law enforcement and their inability to feel safe when calling police and the idea that we pay taxes to be abused by the state resonated with me. And so like on that issue, she'd have my support. So then next up, we have position number four. Uh, my house in Tacoma on the east side is located in district number five. Uh, but for reasons that are kind of complicated, I changed my mailing address this summer. And so now I vote number four. And so I have a choice between Catherine Ushka and Israel James Kennedy. Uh, I don't know a lot about Israel James Kennedy. Do you know much about them, uh, Bevelyn? No, I don't. He just recently started uh, signs up. So I noticed there were signs up for him around the Tacoma Dome. Um, but I don't know anything about him. I haven't seen him at any of the candidate um, forums, but I haven't paid that much attention to that race um, since I don't live in that district. Uh, Catherine's a, a known commodity and has been responsive in her time on the city council and her time on the school board. And so I'm going to vote for Catherine as the known known in that case. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, Catherine is uh, certainly a, a reasonable vote under any circumstances. She's very knowledgeable about the um, issues in her district. She cares deeply about the people who live there. I don't have any concerns about Catherine. All right. So then in numbers, sorry, number five, we have a race between Ann Artman and Joe Bushnell. Uh, Joe Bushnell's ex-military. Uh, Ann Artman is a woman of color. She's the founder and executive director of Tacoma Recovery Center. Uh, Evelyn, do you have thoughts here? Um. I do. And again, I don't live in this district, so I can't vote in this race. Um, Joe Bushnell looks like a very uh, good guy, frankly. Um, He doesn't have the depth of experience that Ann Artman has. Um, That's not really a a vote against him. I will say my concern about him is that he his work history after leaving the military has been very sort of chambery. I think Mm -hmm. he's uh, with the... um, I'm going to say Tourist and Visitors Bureau, but that's not what they're really they're called, but the people who are um, in charge of the convention center. Uh, and that's his job. And then he's on now the um, Public Utilities Board also. And he mm-hmm. looks like someone, seems to be someone based on his background who the chamber and the business community are really, really enthusiastic about. And that's not at all a bad thing. We want to have a strong business community in Tacoma. Um, but that would probably cause me to vote for Ann Artman because again, you know, those groups already have ear of city government. I want other ears to be involved in the process. And so I will. And this is, 
Yeah. Yeah. And this is replacing Chris Beal, who served one term and seemed not to enjoy it. Uh, and so I also am, I, well, my house is, I don't vote in this district anymore, but like I would vote for Ann. Yeah, Doug, go ahead. Yeah, I worked with Ann Artman on the uh, Hilltop Street Fair Committee for a number of years. And I, I just fell in love with her. I think she's fabulous. So, I, you know, I, <laughs> her work on the committee was excellent, uh, but also I, I'm just, I'm just very fond of her. Mm-hmm. She's great. That's an endorsement right there. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have council at large position. This is citywide. Kiara Daniels versus Brett Johnson. Yes. Evelyn, do you have thoughts here? Well, and this is an interesting one for me because I'm um, just like Joe Busnell. I mean, Kiara Daniels is coming from the chamber. She is. Uh, she represents the um, SpaceWorks program, and she's been involved mm-hmm. in the chamber activities for many, many years. Um, so... Under other circumstances, I might question her. I might say, hmm, how do I feel about that? I think you're going to be more sympathetic to the business point of view than uh, other people might be, which is which is fine. But two things change that. One is Kira has been out front. I think she's also on the Citizens Policing Committee. She's been really out front expressing concerns about policing in Tacoma and particularly the relationships with the police department and the black community. And I just think that is a dialogue that needs to continue and it needs to be elevated. And I trust that she will do that. So that would get her my vote, period. Plus, I mean, she's just, she's just got the full thing. I mean, she is, I guess it shouldn't find her. She is beautiful and sophisticated and intelligent and, you know, just all of the things. I mean, she's really impressive. Um, So she would get my vote no matter what. But add to that, Brett Johnson is running against her and Brett Johnson in his uh, citizen Tacoma interview actually came across, I think reasonably well, but his viewpoint is very much. And I say this as a, as a very white person, his viewpoint is something that we fall subject to, which is like, you know, things are actually pretty good. All of these ideas about changing things really alarm me. So I see, I'm speaking as my white person, my inner white person is like, you know, homelessness really alarms me. There didn't used to be homelessness people around the way they are now. And I don't like it. Something needs to be done. Um, Crime. And by that, I mean, my car being broken into and packages taken from my porch really concerns me. And I think the police should do more. And they're not running patrols in my neighborhood anymore. And that really concerns me. And, you know, the business community is getting a hard time. There's a lot of storefronts vacant still in downtown Tacoma. And I don't like seeing that really concerns me. So this is, these are real concerns by real people I don't want to say they're not legitimate, but they are not the big problems facing us. The big problems facing us are why are there so many people who are homeless and in despair and in serious straits in Tacoma? And how can we alleviate that? So it's, you know, it's not about sending them back to wherever we think they came from. They came from us. They are us. They are our neighbors. And I don't think that Brett Johnson sees that. He sees a homeless camp as something to be cleaned up or something to be put in an area where it's more contained. That's not the solution I'm looking for. Um, and I think I, I, have, I have a bee in my bonnet all the time about honest reporting to the PDC. It's not mm-hmm. easy to do your public disclosure reports correctly. I mean, it takes, it's not impossible and you don't have to hire someone, but it does take some time and attention and it does take you being serious about it. Brett Johnson has not done a careful, good job at that. I think he's tried, but it obviously isn't something that takes his full time and attention. 
And I just think, you know, if you can't put the time and attention into compliance with public disclosure, you're going to have a really hard time working with our Open Public Meetings Act, working with our Public Records Act, and doing all of the things that are really critical to having a free and open democracy and open, responsive government. I agree with everything you said about Kiara. Uh, that's probably the vote I was most excited to make this year, obviously, honestly. Like she has the ability to kind of run the gambit connecting progressive communities from like the transit folks to like the boys down at ETC. Like she has, and she's been doing the work and been active in the community. Uh, Brett Johnson is the kind of person who I would see running in Kuala, not in Tacoma. And one of the lessons that I learned from 2016 is and this is going to apply to the next conversation as well is, is if you have a candidate who is not willing or able to follow the laws and the rules around disclosure and campaign finance while they're running, then you cannot trust them to follow the rules while they're in office as well. Yeah. And so for me, uh, the PDC disclosure stuff, the stuff with signage around town is it may seem trivial, but it's disqualifying to me because uh, – Privileged people who think the rules don't apply to them do not need more power, and I can't vote to give someone like that more power. Well, and let's talk about this in terms of dollars and cents. The yeah. person who doesn't pay attention to campaign disclosure is going to have trouble, as I said, with open public meetings and public records. You get fined. City will get fined for that. And who pays those fines? You pay those fines. I pay those fines. Doug pays those fines because we are taxpayers in the city of Tacoma. So even if you don't care about open government, you should care about this. People who don't think it's important to follow the rules are going to cost you money. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, I, I do not have space in my life for shabby people and shabby politicians. If you're going to run for office, you have to take it seriously. It can't be like a hobby. It can't be a joke. It can't be a lark. Like you have to do that thing. Yeah. That brings us to the mayor's race. So Evelyn, I want to start by acknowledging that you ran for mayor four years ago. I did run for mayor four years ago. And many people, and including you, have asked me, aren't you glad you didn't get elected mayor? And in a lot of ways, I am, because a lot of the job is just the sort of being the public face of Tacoma. And I don't really like doing that very much. I like to problem solve. So uh, not a bad thing that I didn't get to become the mayor of Tacoma. But I will tell you this. If I had been the mayor of Tacoma, we would have had an entirely different relationship with the city manager. Evelyn for city manager. I'm starting that right now. I'm starting that train right now. Evelyn for city manager. So in this race, we have incumbent Victoria Woodards versus Steve Haverly. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take a moment here and just say some things that are on my heart. I enjoy Victoria. Victoria was a, uh, is a Lincoln grad and Lincoln grads always get extra like room with me. Uh, I had Victoria on my podcast. I endorsed Victoria and supporter last time around. I believe I donated Victoria's campaign. I have been very disappointed in some aspects of Victoria's stewardship of the city. And so I'll say this, you mentioned the fact that like the mayor's job is largely like symbolic and she's done all the symbolism, right? Like she said the right things. She showed up at rallies. Uh, but I have not seen action on the issues that matter to me the most. Homelessness has gotten worse and the policing situation has gotten worse and worse and worse. And in the city of Tacoma, we have had a situation where we have a law enforcement officer who was terminated for saying, or sorry, got to resign for being caught saying N-word on the body camera. 
We have a police officer that drove his car through a crowd and we had the murder of Manny Ellis. And so what has happened with Tacoma police under her stewardship bothers me to a point where I kind of wish I had a different option, but I don't. Mm -hmm. And so the choice is between Victoria and Steve Haverly. And Steve Haverly, to me, is in the same Brett Johnson box where there's nothing that distinguishes them. And frankly, and I went off on this online and I'll talk about it briefly, then I'll shut up. Uh, I get very nervous about politicians talking about unity because oftentimes unity means, hey, marginalized community, hey, black folks, hey, immigrants, hey, whatever, shut up and get in line. Mm -hmm. Like, if, they, if we don't have unity, what are we divided over? We're divided over the fact that the cities, the agents of the state, the city police have murdered citizens. That's what's dividing us. And I don't know to have unity over that. You know, there are, I mean, I'm a lawyer, right? So I would say almost everything can be negotiated and compromised. Mm -hmm. There are some things that cannot. Having a police department that has murdered an unarmed person is not something that can be compromised. That is a serious, serious issue. It's a serious breach of their obligation, their paid job to protect us and to serve our community. And there's no, there's no let's meet in the middle on that one. And that's why it's being prosecuted, right? It's yep. being treated like a crime. Yeah, there's no path to unity on this. Like, I need better from the city of Tacoma. I need better from TPD. I need better from the city council. And unity is not the answer. I mean, I, I will say that one of the things I have not seen that I would really like to see is some very strong, they probably bring in a consultant and do some serious work on priorities. Because, mm. you know, it's like if you're paying bills and you have $100, you're not going to make anyone happy if you give every one of your creditors $10. You've got to decide who gets the 100 bucks, right? Yep. What is the most important thing? It's usually it's your rent, right? Or something like that. You know, you have to prioritize. You have to say, we have we have stuff going wrong here. What is the thing that is the most wrong or the most dangerous and the most immediate? And how can we just shove resources at that to make it better? And the city's not doing that. Here, here. I think I want to leave it there because I agree with that point wholly. Uh, Evelyn, if people have enjoyed listening to you and want to start listening to your show and they don't already, where can they find Crossing Division? They can find Crossing Division, I mean, on any sort of platform for, for podcasts, but they can also go to the Crossing Division website, which is www.crossingdivision.com. And then, Evelyn, where can they find spicy tweets about PDC stuff? Well... I do tweet every now and again about PDC stuff and other things. So you can find me uh, at true underscore Tacoma, or you can search on my name. All right. Evelyn, thanks for making time for this. It was enjoyable. I always enjoy your point of view. Thank you, Nate. I always enjoy yours. All right. Well, kind of every y'all, wash your hands, wear a mask indoor spaces, be vaccinated by now, and convict the police that killed Manuel Ellis. Go Sounders. Channel 253 is a member-supported podcast network. I'm producer Doug Mackey, and I'm asking you to become a member and show your support. Go to channel253.com slash membership to join. Thank you. Nerd Farmer is part of the Channel 253 Podcast Network. Check out our other shows. Interchangeable White Ladies, Give Me the Mic, We Are Tacoma, Move to Tacoma, Taco Man, Flounder's B-Team, Crossing Division, Citizen Tacoma, and What Say You? This is Channel 253.